Welcome to Brand Lover, honest, real, and lively conversations for flourishing entrepreneurs and budding business owners on a mission to cultivate a heartfelt brand that connects with their purpose-driven mission. My hope is that you walk away feeling inspired and refreshed with a weekly takeaway in your back pocket that you can apply to your life or business. Have you ever wondered what's the difference between trademarking and copywriting or what trademarking actually is, what the process involves, perhaps what it actually means for you to protect your brand by trademarking for the long term? I'm so excited to introduce this week's guest, Lisa Wynn. After leaving her legal career and launching, growing and selling an online toy store, Lisa Wynn decided to combine her two great loves, business and law, to become a trademarks attorney. Since founding her firm, Wynn Trademarks, Lisa spends her days advising small businesses on trademark law and the trademarking process. Her main focus is to help business owners make informed and strategic decisions to give their brand the legal protection it deserves. Hi, Lisa. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, Rachel. Thank you for having me. So tell us a little bit about you. Tell us about Lisa, some of the things that um, aren't on your website or your clients don't know about you. (laughs) Um, Well, well, I guess they know that I'm a trademark attorney, but they might not know that I've got three boys um, in their teenage years now. Wow. Um, they're all big and take up a lot of space and they smell a lot. Um, <laughs> but they're good fun. Um, and I like to cook a lot, um, mostly because I've got a big, you know, big eaters in my house and everyone appreciates my cooking, so that's always nice. Oh, that's beautiful. Do you like the like the, the meal cooking or the baking side of things? Oh, a bit of both. Both. Yeah, yeah. I don't like what I call Tuesday night cooking where it's just like you just got to get something on the table quickly. I like to do like a full-on big thing and have 30 people over and, you know, do a big big thing. Yeah. I love that. That's beautiful. Spend all afternoon sort of. Lovely. Yeah. 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 Um, Okay. So how did your journey begin as a and now you're a trademark lawyer. Um, did you always want to be a trademark lawyer? <laughs> uh, no, I kind of came to it accidentally. Mm-hmm. Um, I was working as a criminal lawyer for government when I had my kids. Oh. So I was doing that and that was like really, really good work, but, it, you know, it's quite full on and they're, wow. you know, in a hurry for you to be back full time. and Right. Um, that sort of work-life balance was a little bit tricky. Mm. Um, so when my youngest was quite small, uh, when I was actually on maternity leave with him, I started an online toy store because I always right. knew that I was going to have a business and yeah. I had no clue what I was going to do. But, you know, at that stage of my life, I was just buying toys a lot. So I just did that and I started that. I ran that for a few years and I was doing you know, went back to my lawyer job and was doing that and packing orders at night and and did that for a while. And and that sort of introduced me to the whole community of business women and business Mm. mums and I just love that. I love people and um, just naturally sort of people would ask about trademarks a lot and 
at that stage I was sort of you know knew a bit but wasn't working in that area at all yeah but I sort of realized oh hang on a minute I, I could do the specialist training and and do that and then I could do that as a business and not have to go back to my normal job yeah so it just sort of happened that way and it started off quite quickly because I already had a lot of business contacts when I started so I just sort of um I probably did all the wrong things as far as branding and everything goes when I started. <laughs> I had clients before I had a business name, like before yeah. I, it all had to just like happen really quickly just so I could yeah. start servicing these clients. So yeah, it was sort of a bit a bit accidental. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of businesses start like that. So don't beat yourself up that whole brand thing. <laughs> You yeah. built a, what you what you did, I guess, subconsciously was build a brand before you even before you ha- had it. Like you know, and that's that's amazing. Obviously, worked well for you. I think I've been lucky. I get. I think my like me is really been the main part of the brand. Yes. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Most my clients have come to me through referrals and things yeah. Like that. So it has been more me. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Hmm. And I think I might after that sort of segment, I might know the answer to this already, but what's your favourite type of client to work with? Oh, I do work with a lot of mums, mum businesses. And um, I love working with just creative women who are starting up very cool things. And I mean, I've got, I've got clients, all kinds of businesses. And I just, that's just my favourite bit really is yeah. when they, you know, I talk to someone and they tell me what they're doing and I go, that is so cool. Like, who, who comes up with these ideas? Like, yeah, very, very clever people. Yeah, I can 100% relate to that. I can, I think that's my favourite part too because, like, for me, I, my, my thing is pretty predictable. Like, my journey's been pretty pretty boring really um obviously I get to be creative in what I do but the types of businesses that people are starting and the guts that it takes to create those things blows my mind and it's so exciting so exciting to be a part of their like their journey and help to get them on their way so I love that I can really relate to that all right so let's get down to some nitty-gritty of your expertise that you can share with us um there's a lot I think there's a lot of kind of murky waters around trademarking what it actually is the terminology um especially when you kind of you know you come into this business landscape and you're thrown into a lot of things um I talk about marketing specifically quite often because that marries so um closely with branding but when it comes to trademarking what's the actual difference between um trademarking and copywriting yeah so um trademarks and copyright are two different kinds of intellectual property mm-hmm. so they're they're quite different they protect different things the other ones that people might have heard of are patents and yeah. design registrations Um, And then trade secrets is another one. So there's all these sort of different types of intellectual property. Um, Copyright protects um, creative works. So things like written works or artistic works. So copyright will protect things like books or films or uh, photos that people have taken. Um, So like 
your brand, if someone is creating yeah. your brand for you, you know, they're yeah. designing it and creating it, that's going to be protected by copyright yeah. as, a, you know, as a creative artistic work. Yeah. Um, and the great thing with copyright is that you don't have to pay for that protection. You don't have to register it anywhere. It's an automatic kind of protection. Mm-hmm. So, that one's really good and it lasts for um, the creator's whole lifetime plus 70 years. So, you know, you've got it for a long time. Mm. It doesn't sort of run out in, in five years or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So trademarks are more about protecting your brand and they can protect anything that is part of a brand. So that could be the name or it could be the logo or it could be tagline. Um, product names, service names, Um, you know, businesses often have different versions of their logos and they might get trademarks for each of them. Mm -hmm. So um, what a trademark gives a business is say they're doing a trademark for their business name, it gives them the exclusive rights to use that name in Australia. They are a country by country thing. Mm -hmm. So um, in relation to whichever products or services are listed on the trademark. Mm-hmm. So um, Coca-Cola would have the exclusive rights to use Coca-Cola, the name Coca-Cola, in relation to drinks and soft uh-huh. drinks. And, and they would have much wider protection as well because they, you know, dabble in all sorts of different things. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's sort of the main, the gist of it. And the thing with, I guess one of the main differences is that for there to be copyright infringement, someone has to actually copied your thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas you don't need that for a trademark infringement. Someone could innocently come up with a similar name um, or a similar looking logo that may never have even heard of your business or seen it, seen your business. Um, and it would still be an infringement of your trademark, even though it was completely innocent mm-hmm. how that happened. Okay. And is that like what's the benefit, I guess, in investing when something's got an automatic copyright? Say, for example, say your designer gives you a license to use the design for the logo, right? So they have mm-hmm. they retain the copyright and or they, you know, you purchase the copyright, whatever. Yep. Um, what would be the benefit in trademarking that design um, when you or when technically you already own the copyright. Yeah, it is because of that that extra protection of not, of they're not needing to be somebody having copied you. It's it's oh. giving you that exclusive rights to yeah. use a, a design that looks like that for your kind of products regardless of yeah 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 but um you're right like you already have some protection and so Mm -hmm. often when my clients come to me and uh, you know often when people think about trademarks they think about their logo as the first you know they're like I've got to protect my logo yeah normally I will say to them actually the most important thing you need to protect is your name yeah. To normally do that as the, the first um, thing mm-hmm. because, you know, we've already got some protection for the logo. Right. Um, so let's do the name because 
you really have no protection for the name. And that's um, something that a lot of people get a bit mixed up about because they've registered their business name with ASIC. Yes. Which have to do. Yes. And the ASIC website is a bit misleading. I think yeah. the language they use, they talk about the availability of the name and, um, it's, yes, it's available and so you can register it. Mm. Um, but they don't, they're not very good at explaining that actually you have to register it, but it doesn't mean you own the name. Mm. It doesn't mean you have any rights to the name. Mm. It doesn't mean you can't get sued for using the name. Like it, it's really, it doesn't give you any rights to the yeah. name at all. So normally that's the first place I would start with someone is we'd say, okay, Let's do your name first. If you can afford to do your logo as well, then, you know, we can do that as well. Mm -hmm. uh, lots of the people I'm working with have a budget that they have yeah. to consider. So it's more a matter of working out what's most important to start with. Um, and often that's not going to be the, the logo. Yeah. yeah, that makes total sense. Thank you so much for sharing that. And that's, I think that's a key thing that, most business owners don't like they register their name and they think that they own it mm -hmm. um, when really it's just they're just paying a fee to be able to trade under that name. <laughs> yeah, the government really just wants to have a list of all the people who are running businesses. Yeah. So that if, um, you know, a business called Dodgy Plumbing is out there being dodgy, <laughs> an ordinary person can go into ASIC, look it up and say, ah, that's Joe Bloggs who runs yeah. that business and there's their address and I can now, you know, get my lawyer or whoever to write mm. and try and get my money back and that's really why um, that register exists. Wow. For that purpose, yeah. So yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah. I might just mention, you know, often we will start with business name trademarks first but um, it's not always possible to get a trademark for the business name. So yeah, there are a lot of rules that your um, trademark has to pass before it can be registered. Yeah, and um, and names like word marks are often harder to get registered. So sometimes we will do a logo where we can't get the trademark for the name, and so mm -hmm. the logo is the next best mm -hmm. option for what we can get protected. That's interesting. And um, as in my case, like, because I know that that was with some of my programs that we worked together with, mm. um, by adding like your personal brand name yeah. distinguishes the words enough, doesn't it? That's right. Yeah, yeah. One of the, one of the um, common reasons why trademarks don't go through is because they're not distinctive enough. Yeah. And it is a bit of a... Um, tricky test you know IP Australia there's a bit of subjectivity in how they apply the test mm. so um, you know if it's a really obvious one like Sydney plumbing yeah you know that's not distinctive at all mm. and the person applying for that won't be able to get the trademark for that so we would just not even try and yeah. work out another option for it um, but there are a lot of, of um Names that are a bit more in the grey area of, oh, it might go through or it might not go through. What's our plan going to be to mm -hmm. sort of give it the best chances of success? 
Yeah, that makes sense. And that's, I guess, why somebody would come to somebody like you rather than try and go through the process themselves and be disappointed at the elements. Yeah, yeah. Well, it is about 30%, I think, of all trademark applications don't go through. Wow. So, um, and, but the actual application process itself is super simple. I often tell mm. people that an eight-year-old kid could sit down and lodge a trademark application. Like yeah. That bit is easy. Um, and so people are often a bit surprised when yeah. months later they get the letter saying that there's a problem and that it's not going to go through because they sort of thought, well, that was, that was easy. Yeah. <laughs> and they've, they've got it but yeah. haven't sort of realised there's a lot more to the process. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, so let's clear this up once and for all. Can you explain the difference <laughs> between the little R in the circle mm-hmm. and the little TM? Yes. So the R in the circle does refer to a registered trademark. So you have to you have to be registered to use that and you can only use it on your thing that, you actually have registered. Right. So if you've registered your, your business name, you can use it next to your business name. If you've registered your logo, you could put it on your logo. You've got to be quite careful about where you put it. You can't just start plonking mm. on things all over your business because yeah. um, it's it's an offence, a criminal offence to be right. putting that R on things that aren't registered. Okay. So um, the TM, on the other hand, it does stand for trademark, Mm. but it means that you're using that thing as a trademark and that trademark may or may not be registered. So that the tricky thing with it is that there is actually, (laughs) there's actually a thing um, that is unregistered trademarks. So when you start your business and you start to use your brand, you are using those things as a trademark already. Yeah, yeah, you just okay. don't have it registered. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a common law trademark, basically. So you are oh. still using it that way. And you're allowed to use the TM on those things, even if they're not on the register, on the official register. Oh. Gosh, okay, that makes sense. But it doesn't mean you're actually protected for anything. No. So I did hear some lawyers refer to the TM as meaning totally meaningless (laughs) uh, years ago, which I thought was a really clever one. Um, It's not totally meaningless. What you're doing is you're just telling the world that you are using that uh, phrase or that logo as as a trademark. Yeah. Um, and sometimes people do it where their trademark might not be distinctive enough to pass the test for registration yeah. just yet, but they really want to discourage other people from using it because they hope that down the road they might be able to get it registered. Uh-huh. And by putting the TM on it, it just acts as a bit of a deterrent. Just mm-hmm. Most people don't know what it means, so they go, oh, yeah. you fuck, better not use yeah. that. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So and if you, um, you know, if you trademark your name but not your logo, you could put the R on your name and then the TM on your logo if you, uh, okay. if you really wanted to. Yeah. And another area where it comes up quite a bit is 
when businesses are um, exporting their products. If they've got their trademark registered in Australia, allowed to use the R in Australia, but may not be allowed to use it in other countries where they don't have the trademark registered. Yeah. So they need to put on their packaging, the TM, because otherwise they might get in trouble in those yeah. countries for, for having the R on there. Yeah, wow. Yeah. That's, yeah, I didn't know that. Thank you. <laughs> That's all right. Then. All right. So trademarking, I feel, seems to have the same kind of general attitude projected towards it as branding for those, I guess, in the earlier stages of business. I'll invest if my business takes off. Like I'll just see how it goes and then I'll then I'll invest because I'll have some money behind me. But what when is the best time to invest in trademarking? Uh, I think it is quite a personal decision mm. because I think it depends on how comfortable with risk you are. Mm. Um, and I do applications for lots of people who haven't launched their business yet, aren't even going to launch it, you know, for another six months or a year. Yeah. But they've got the name that they love yeah. and they want it and they want to just know that it's theirs. Yeah. And they know they're going to sleep better at night having it and they yeah. also want to know that it's theirs before they go and spend a bunch of money on their branding and websites and yeah all that other stuff. So mm. I work with lots of people like that, but I do also work with lots of people who, who are just like, you know, if I have to change my name, I'll change my name. No big yeah. deal. I'll wait and make sure I'm actually making money out of this business and see what takes off. And yeah, um, and they do come back, you know, years later. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. It all went, this particular product went, you know, really great. And now the whole business has changed. And so this yeah. is what I'm doing now. And now I'm ready to trademark because, you know, their business is at a point where they know where it's going. And um, yeah, I think I mentioned that, you know, the trademark, we have to list on the trademark what products or services you want to be covered mm -hmm. for. And so, if you're not sure about that, you know, if you're early enough in your business that you're not really sure what your service mm. is going to look like or what products you're going to be selling, then it is going to be too early at that mm. stage as well. Um, but, yeah, I think, it, you know, there's all these different factors to sort of yeah. consider. And I do think if you've invested in your branding, you know, you've, you've spent money on this asset for mm. your business. And then trademarking is that next step to protect that asset. Mm -hmm. So the more you're putting into your branding and your marketing and, you know, all that kind of stuff, then the, the more important it is to, to protect it. Yeah, absolutely. And also like, you know, if people had the attitude of oh, I can just change the name, the thing is about building a brand is that you build your reputation on that name and people recognize that name and they become they have some kind of feeling towards that name whatever it is yeah. and yeah to have to go and change it could be very detrimental potentially so absolutely yeah and I think people um usually underestimate how much it would cost them to mm. go through that process as yeah. well yeah yeah 
Yeah, the rebrand is not just the investment in the rebrand, it's the rollout. Yeah. Like it's that yeah. all of that. And then also the, you know, shifting and re-educating the audience. And yeah, it's 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 a big, it's big. <laughs> it is, yeah, yeah. So that's why, you know, the, the people who are hiring professionals to help them with all those sorts of things are going to be more likely to see the value in getting a trademark um, as opposed to someone who's just, you know, whipped up their own um, logo on a Tuesday night and, and, you know, then they've stuck their website up and, you know, like I've done this. I know, you know, lots of people do that when they're starting out. Yeah. But it's sort of their you know, the actual cost of them changing that is not going to be as, as high. You know, it's going to be a lot of time. Yeah. And reputation, as you say. Yeah. But it's the, the cost is usually a bit more than what they think it's going to be, even if they have done everything themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. In wrapping up, do you have any sort of gold nuggets or advice for someone who's maybe in those early stages and feeling really overwhelmed with all of those things that they're being told that they should do or they shouldn't do, you know, like Auntie Jane saying she should be doing this and, you know, cousin Millie suggesting this, <laughs> how can they prioritise and to have, like prioritise all of these things that are in their head to have the very best outcome for their business from a brand protection point of view? I think, well, this I've got two tips. One mm-hmm. is that you really need to do trademark checks mm-hmm. early, early, early on. Yeah. Um, and actually when you register your business name with ASIC, you have to tick a box that says you've checked trademarks. Now, I know most people just tick the box, pay their, you know, their yeah. whatever it is and off they go. Yeah. That is super duper important. You need to check. Mm. And IP Australia have um, have a few tools on their website to make it easier to check. Okay. Um, it's still, it's a bit, I don't know, it's, I think there's one thing to do a, a check and then you get all the results of the check and then it's sometimes not easy to work out what all that means. Yeah. Um, but at, at the very least, have a go yourself to begin with to just see what does come up because you might find straight away that the name you wanted or um, or the logo or whatever, you know, something similar is already there and already registered by somebody mm. else and then you can just cross it off your list of options before yeah. you go too far down the road. Um, so that's, that's number one. And number two is... I would recommend having a chat to somebody like me, a trademark attorney, early on, Mm. even if you know you don't have the budget to go ahead with a trademark then. Yeah. Having that chat early on can help with things like knowing whether there might be issues with registering your name, whether it's really going to be more your logo that you might be looking at protecting, um, whether there are any other things that you have to think about, um, you can get a quote, you know, just getting a bit of general information and a bit of a strategy for, you know, what you might want to be protecting and knowing how much that might cost can then sort of help you just to plan for yeah. that. 
you've got that information then and you can go, okay, well, I need to first do this, 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 and this before I can get to trademarking. But at least you can plan for it and and work out when that right time is going to be to do it. Yeah, I love that. That's very wise advice. Thank you. (laughs) Excellent. No worries. (laughs) So switching back to the personal hat now to wrap Mm -hmm. up, I have some fun rapid fire questions for you. So I'm going to ask what your favorite is and say a word and then it's just whatever comes to mind. So what's your favorite app? Uh, ClickUp. Oh, yes. My second brain. Nice. I couldn't actually, before I started using it, I couldn't sleep very well. So it has saved my life. (laughs) Love it. Shout out to ClickUp. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Favorite time of day? Uh... That little window in the evening where everyone is home from all their activities and before we all go to bed. Oh, yeah, the peaceful. <laughs> Teenagers, they might, they might just get a 15-minute window. Yeah, nice. And everyone's home. Oh, that's lovely. Um, all right, favourite exercise? Walking. Nice. Um, habit or ritual? Uh, cups of tea. <laughs> I do enjoy a cup of tea whenever yeah. I can. Nice. Um, okay, favourite way to relax? Oh, it's the same. Cups of tea. A walk and a cup of tea. <laughs> I feel two birds of one stone there. We're simple creatures, aren't we? Um, yeah. right, your final, final question. What is, I think we already answered this, your favourite thing about your business? Oh, yeah, my very clever clients. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think maybe too, because you know, you've got a trademark for 10 years, it means I've got these long-term relationships with people yeah. and I get to see how their business grows and mm. changes. And I love it when they come back, you know, years and years down the road and they tell me where things are at. And I just think that's so cool. Yeah, that's wonderful. Thank you so much for your time and sharing all of your incredible wisdom with us. Um, if somebody does want to get in touch with you for that chat, which I I highly anticipate it will be, um, where can they find you? Uh, on my website, wintrademarks.com.au, they can book in for a chat on there. Awesome. Thanks so much, Lisa. Wonderful. Thank you for having me. If you found this episode inspiring or helpful, I invite you to share the link with another woman in business or someone who needs to hear this message. Every woman we can support to grow a meaningful, profitable brand is another woman who is free to live a purposeful life for herself and be more present for her family. None of us are alone in the challenges we face in business, but the solution can start with a gift from someone else, and it could be a podcast episode just like this one. Thank you for listening.